and we're back with another episode of the Peak Signing Agents Podcast. I'm your host, DVO Derek Van Otten, with a great guest this week. We've got Brad Martin from Maryland, from the DMV. What's up, Brad? Not much, DVO. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you. No, I appreciate you coming on, man. We've, we've been friends for a while. We're both ambassadors for the loan signing system. So we get to get together once in a while, even though we're on different ends of the country, we get to meet up a few times a year. And uh, that, that is always a blast. And I appreciate all the wisdom that you share with me when we get together. So I'm glad I shared that wisdom on with the guest. So this is going to be exciting. Looking forward to it. Anything I can do to help the community, I'm all for it. No, I kind of mentioned where you where where you're at. Is that where you, are you from, Maryland? Where where are you from originally? Yep, yeah, born and raised here. Uh, okay, I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't moved very far. I born in this county I'm in now. I'm, I'm still here, so uh, I love Maryland and and my family's here. But uh, truth be told, if I could move to a state with less taxes and warmer <laughs> weather, I would in a heartbeat. Okay, all right. <laughs> now I've always been curious, like what came first, the chicken or the egg? What came first, signing agent, notary? What 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 came first for you? So both at the same time. So okay. I, I didn't, have, I wasn't a notary. I wasn't a long-term notary like yourself. Uh, so I started during COVID, like a lot of folks probably listening to this. And, um, you know, it was probably October of, uh, September of 2020. So that's when I started. Okay. I just ran into Mark Wills uh, online as he's kind of everywhere as a good marketer should be. Yeah. And, um, that, that's who I followed and, and took his course after watching a lot of YouTube videos. And um, so answer your question same time uh loan signing agent and notary got it were you you say you ran across him like on on youtube were you searching for anything it just kind of came into the feed like how how did that come about no so i actually um wasn't actively searching for anything at the time i was the restaurant general manager that's what i've been doing as an adult for 22 years uh, prior to getting in his business Okay. And, uh, but I've always been interested in entrepreneurship and, uh, read rich dad poured out when I was, you know, when it came out in the, in the nineties, so I was a teenager. And, um, so it's always been in the, in the background, mm-hmm. but I, and I tried different, uh, avenues, but, uh, this was the first thing that actually I, I tried applied and, and went well. And it's kind of the, the normal life cycle of an entrepreneur. They're going to yeah, start yeah. typically several businesses before they finally get one to go off. And that's part of us is developing your skill set. but I wasn't actively looking. Um, and then, uh, but during COVID restaurants, you know, most of us were forced yeah. to send our staff, 90% of our staff home and say, okay, you just stay on the sideline, collect unemployment. And we'll, uh, you know, the, the management staff will just hold it down doing eight jobs at once. And that was, you know, what shook me out of my comfort zone, which is what I needed. And a lot of people changed during COVID, but that's what led me to try to be, you know, something that I had more flexibility. So I had my daughter at the time was, uh, three. And I was starting to miss out on events on the weekends, evenings, holidays, right. because in restaurants, right, you're working all those those peak times. So uh, that's why I wanted to try Mark's course. And because uh, it seemed like it, you have way more flexibility. So yeah. That's kind of what started that, that path for me. Ah, okay. I didn't know that. I mean, I knew you were a manager for a restaurant, so I, I didn't know that. But okay, that's, that's pretty interesting. And then so you took the course and then I'll I'll be I'll get my notary commission, I'll get my stamp and let's get rocking and rolling. <laughs> yeah, I took it in uh I think it was September, and then I had to in Maryland, just like Indiana, you have to get a title producer license, which is an extra step that the other 48 states typically don't have. And so I 
took that, got that. And then uh, once I got that under my belt, I could officially start doing uh, loan signings in Maryland. And um, I did that for a week uh, part time in the evenings after work. And I did, I think, again, it was COVID. So bear in mind, yeah. like it was crazy busy. So I, I was answering text messages. I think I did 14 appointments. I think I made about $1,400 that week. And I compared that to my pay stub. And I was like, okay. well, this is the same. And I worked 50 hours at my full-time job. And, you know, I don't know, maybe 20 hours-ish. Exactly. Um, loan signings. Like, okay, let me just, this is easy math here. So I put in, put in my notice immediately. Two weeks <laughs> later, I went full-time. And that's it. that's been it. Oh, wow. And so now, now we're out of COVID. And you are running now a signing service. Are you struggling? <laughs> no, not struggling. <laughs> um, you know, not, not to put anybody down if you are struggling. I'm not laughing at that. It's just to me, when you have the abundance mindset and you know that there's so much business out there, despite what the trolls on the internet will say and in Facebook groups and on online forums, um, there's, there's so much out there that I could market full-time for the next 50 years and only get, you know, 5% of the market in, in the signing service world, or, or maybe, maybe, maybe 20% of I like really crush it. Uh -huh. um, there's just so much out there. It's, it's absurd. I think Mark said there's like, I don't know how many, like a couple billion notarizations a year or something stupid. Uh, it's, there's just so much out there. And, and it may seem like that there's a disconnect between what I'm saying and what your reality is if you're a signing agent. But part of that is, the, the amount of effort that it actually takes to build your business to whatever, you know, level you want to get to, let's say, for example, your level is 100,000 a year. There's a crap ton of effort required that, that we don't really realize. Like, yeah. a lot of things people think, like if, if I had to get to 100,000, you know, it's like 8,300 a month, you know, so maybe 2,000 a week. So uh, 100 bucks, it's like 20 appointments a week. Okay. How could I get there? And some people will yeah. be like, okay, maybe I got a direct market but I'll go to two or three offices a week. Like, no, really to hit that goal in a reasonable, like a, you know, a relatively short time frame, you're going to have to go to like 20 offices ish a week. Right. Um, you know, at least half. And, yeah. and every week religiously. And not only that, you're going to have to follow up religiously on a weekly basis as well, because all those new people you're, you're basically putting into your giant sales funnel. And at the very bottom, the ones that come out are your clients, your, your customers, your, you know, your prospects turn into clients. Yeah. So, but if you're, you know, your closing rate is 10, 15, 20%, cause you're new at this, you're not into sales. You don't have a sales background. Like it, there's, it is a high numbers game at first until your skill set grows and you start converting more of those people. So the long story long is that it's a lot of effort, but there's a ton of business, even if you're a signing agent, um, and, I, and we can talk about that, you know, as well, but there's so many ways you can add value outside of your, you know, I can only drive 20 miles here and there. Uh -huh. um, so I'm, I'm in Maryland, the North end of the state. I'm also commissioned in Pennsylvania, just 30 minutes North of me, obviously Maryland and then Virginia, which is about an hour and a half, uh, two hours South of me. But one thing I can add value to my Northern Virginia clients, if they needed a notary in Maryland, there are local people aren't driving an hour and a half, two hours to, you know, different parts of Maryland. That's where right. I add value. So if I was a notary and I lived anywhere near another state within a couple of hours, it was, it makes a whole lot of sense to drive across the line, visit 10 or 20 offices for a couple of weeks in a row and let them know, Hey, you're local people. I'm not trying to supplant them, but I know you have business in my state because uh -huh. people, if you're out of clients, you're, you're, you know, very close to a line. It makes sense to be 
uh, licensed in both states to get that business because the agents are dual licensed, you know, realtors, et cetera. So that's where you can add value. You can be like, great, your local people are awesome. But when they can't drive to my state because it's too far or it's the evening or whatever, like I got you. And that's what they really need on their Rolodex of, of notaries. So this is one small way to add value, but it, you can really expand your network if you're willing to drive um, across states or a little bit far. Then you can be in the same state. It's just drive two hours away from you and do what other notaries won't do, which is pitch people that aren't as close, but you're offering a tremendous value, especially if you're in a larger city. Um, you know, for sure, more closings are going to happen in those cities. So you're adding value by going farther out to, to other companies that can't drive that far. Those are great tips. I mean, you, uh, I love what I love about you, Brad, is that you're, you're very technical. Like you got like numbers down, you got like equations in this down. You're talking about visiting. Is it, It's a numbers game. Business is a numbers yeah. game. I, th I don't think a lot of people realize that there's a lot of numbers that go into running a business and you're right. You're talking about closing percentages. You're talking about retention and, and, and marketing to a certain amount and then follow up with a certain amount. And there's a lot of effort that goes into all of that. And you're right, I think a lot of signing agents don't realize that because at some point there was a time when it was it was easy. It was very easy at some point. When you like when you got in, right? Your phone was blowing up. Like you said, you're like, all right, I gotta, I gotta quit. <laughs> I gotta quit. But then it stopped, right? And how do you keep moving forward? You just you just put the numbers in place. And then you started thinking, well, how else can I add value? Well, I I'm gonna get I was going to say dual, triple commissioned. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get triple commissioned in all these states to add so much more value. That's important. That's what separates a lot of the peak signing agents from just like your average notary. It's like, how are you going to provide value? And, and do we think about that? Are we thinking about how am I adding value? Because I think most signing agents, most notaries are always thinking about themselves. How can I make more money? How, how can this be more convenient for me? How, how, why is it this way? It's like, hey, it is what it is. And you, you just have to figure out how you're going to bring value to the client so that they want to hire you and use you. Would you agree? 100%. 100%. If you're listening to this and you are not crushing it the way you want to as a signing agent, or look at yourself in the mirror and think, am I honestly focused on the relationship I'm trying to develop with uh -huh. the signing service owner and scheduler and the title company or the realtor or lender? Or Am I more concerned about the bag and the transaction itself? So I'll give you a prime example. If a uh, offer comes across on your phone as a text message, and for you, it's a far drive, let's say it's at least an hour, hour and a half in that, like, oh my gosh, this is nowhere near me. And it's coming to you for a reason. It's because so many other notaries passed it up. The way it works on the back end is when we send an order out via text, it yeah. starts with, you know, our list. And then it, once it gets past our preferred list, then it's, you know, basically sorted by experience or or how close you are. So if you're getting a, a text that's really far away, it just tells you that a lot of people passed on this text. Now, the obvious answer is right. because you can make as much money because you're driving farther. If you have a gas car, there's additional costs involved with the gas. But on the positive side of things, if you thought about it like, okay, well, yes, could I take this and add value to this client, the signing service owner, by doing what others won't? All these people have passed but someone's going to take this, this signing. So if I take the signing and I go way out of my way and just kill it and crush it and, and communicate well, take right. great care of the clients and, and have a, you know, a killer experience for them, you know, blow it up. What could, you know, what could that do down the line? I could tell you, so if you, if you're not on the preferred list, you're getting this text. I know you're not, 
because you've got it after everybody else. Number one, obviously, you can get on their preferred list. So you're getting the text messages first when they're really close and they're the more ideal signings you prefer. They're they're better from a profit perspective. But number two, um, you know, they will actually reach out to you via text or email first or phone call first uh, when you develop that trust. So if they know you're someone that's going to go out of their way, check all the boxes and just kill it. It leaves such an impression on us as a signing service owner that we want to reach out to you first and give you business first. Um, or you could just be focused on, okay, well, let me counter with $500 and see where that gets me. You still yeah. might get the signing, but the relation, there's no relationship involved. No. It's a one-off. And, you know, to me, it's pointless. So yes, looking, instead of being myopic, look long-term if I, you know, eat it on this signing, but this signing nets me 10, 20, 50, 100 signings over the year. Does it make sense? Of course it does. But no one, you know, takes that, that, um, that view because so many people training and coaching online are just all about, you know, the transaction instead of the building the relationship. And that is the 80, 20 rule. The 80% are the transaction people and the 20% like you and I are just about, okay, how can I add value? Like you said, and do what others won't and develop the relationship over time. Cause I know that's going to pay me the most is the relationship and the connection I have, but it doesn't get developed out of nowhere. Like you have to go out of your way to uh, pursue it, develop it, grow it. Just like when you're dating someone, you don't get married on the first date. Right. It's going to take some time. So you got to put in the effort. So that's what I mean. Like when I say effort, it's not just hustle, hustle, hustle. It's also working smarter about how can I develop relationships? Yeah. Now I've said this before in the podcast, Brad, I would like you to confirm it. Do signing service owners talk about notaries and share great notaries with each other? Oh, of course. Because, yeah. you know, as the ambassadors, the beauty of the ambassador group we have at the loan signing system is we have, I don't know, 20 ish of us and pretty much everybody's a signing service owner. So if I need help with a preferred notary in yeah. Utah or around states around you, of course, I'm reaching out to you. And I will say in the group, Hey, who are your preferred notaries in the zip code? And I'm hoping that you or Chanel or, or someone out in that general area is going to yeah. shoot me back. And, and we do. So that's how we, you know, lean on each other. Yeah, that way we can we can do that. But when we do, when we work with them, we know they're trusted already. We add them to our preferred list, and again, their the relationship grows. But the whole point is, you got to get on that preferred list. Exactly. And to do that, you might be great, but no one's going to know it if you're only focused on the transaction. Exactly. So as I told you, like, do don't focus on the money. Focus on building the relationship. Focus on providing great service. And guess what? You might not know that I gave your information to Brad, but I did. And, and and you and I you know you probably didn't Brad might not even told you I might not have even said anything, but your information got passed along, and so that's why you always want to focus on the service side, on the relationship side, versus on making the money side. And exactly, and that's so true. I mean, we, we're talking about signing service ownership. Where did that transition come in for for you? Oh sure. So again, twenty twenty, crazy busy. Um, I only marketed to direct title companies. I started at end of October. I think in November was my first month I started marketing the title companies just around me in my uh -huh. county. And um, so I got some direct relationships out of that, which is great. And um, but I think around March of 2021, still crazy busy. I was turning down a lot of business for my direct clients because they said, hey, can you take care of this? Uh, right. Two places at once. So I was, I was like, OK, initially I was just farming those out to friends of mine. OK, can you cover it for me? Can you cover it for me? Yeah. I'm letting them the the deal. And I'm like, you know what? I'm leaving money on the table. I think I can help my clients even farther and add more value. 
by providing great closers similar to myself, no matter where it is. So if it's local or if it's in California, Utah, wherever, um, I can do that. So I started um, the signing service March 10th of 2021. Um, and I know that date because my son was born the next day. Oh, and, wow. uh, I, knew, I knew I was going to go on paternity leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not really a thing as as an entrepreneur, but you know, um, <laughs> self imposed paternity leave so I could help out um, my Jess, my wife, and um, and I was finishing all this up in the hospital, getting ready what, for him to be born. So we started March 10th, very part time, uh, as Mark suggests, with just my you know tightest directs I had, and um, you know we only did like 15 appointments a month for like the first couple months, just kind yeah. of figuring it out, figuring systems out because it's just me. And um, now I think I think since uh, now, fast forward to this year, I think the last three months, August, September, October, um, and then now we're in November of 23, I think we're averaging around 440, 450 appointments a month. Wow. So, 15. So it takes it takes a while, <laughs> but um, the marketing has got to be on point. But um, now we're adding value to a lot of clients across the country and internationally with Ron. And um, so, that, so that's why I started leaving money on the table. And um, it's definitely doable. Especially if you, you know, if you can take a good training course, you know, I took Mark's course on uh, how to start a signing service because right. why am I going to go through the headache and figure this out on my own and take two years to figure it out? Or I can yeah. pay a small amount of money to, to buy someone else's time and experience. I'll do that 100% of the time, every time, because exactly. the one thing you don't, we, we, we can't buy is our time. That's the only way we can buy time is to buy other people's time and use it's that leverage. So that we can fast forward our growth because we have a very limited amount of time. So why waste it banging your head against the wall trying to learn a business when you can just learn from someone else who's already where you want to be and has taken yeah. other people there repeatedly is kind of the key aspect of it. Oh, it's, it's so true. I mean, that's what I did when I first started. I'm like, I can figure this out. And I, I was plateauing. I'm like, I need to get to the next level. And that's when I reached out to Mark and they take my course, get my mentorship. I'll teach you. And he, he definitely has. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> so yeah, he kind of um, knows, knows what he's doing. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he does. As a signing service owner yourself, have you lost money due to a signing? Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, so please please share like maybe like a story or maybe this the circumstances of how that happens as signing service owners. Sure. So I would say in a month, uh, so if we're doing 450-ish closing, I would say in a month, we'll probably eat the fee on maybe two or three signings. So our like our error rate is incredibly low. It's it's, it's less than half a percent. Um, but in those times when that happens, it's typically because um, we'll get the documents corrected, but, but we might not get them back the next day yeah. because there was a missing signature or missing... Um, part of a document that wasn't completed or missing initials and we didn't catch it right away. Maybe the client caught it for us. We missed it on scans yeah. and then we're sending the notary back out to get it re-executed, but we're not making same deck. So in those instances, we're always going to eat the fee because that is not what our client hired us for. It's exactly. Job. And then yeah. also back the next day to fund, no delay in disbursement or recording. Um, but it's rare when we get, you know, notaries that are just kind of kind of bad. And, and it's not because there's not plenty out there. There are, but we have a ton of systems in place. So we never get to work with those notaries because if you don't know, signing service owners, if you give them a bad experience, they will put, generally put a negative review. Think about when you're leaving a, a review, you know, how more likely you are to leave a bad review than right. a positive. Just because that's how our brains are wired. So, yeah. um, you know, we like to share gossip and, you know, those kind of things. So, there are plenty of negative reviews on profiles and our team, when we go into a new area, 
our first step is literally look for all the negative reviews, read them. If they're real bad, 95% of the time they are, they're legit. We blacklist that notary just for from our signing service. So they never yeah. get the opportunity to work with us. So if you've ever done a signing and you're like, mm, I don't know if that went real well, and you get you know, way less text the next week or two, it's possible you have a negative review. Yeah. And the only way to figure that out is just to reach back out to the client. But um, that that's definitely, a, we definitely will eat fees, but it, it doesn't happen much, thankfully, because of our systems. And we work with really great closers consistently. Uh, you know, most probably 80% are loan signing system certified um, at the very minimum NNA certified. But um, yeah, me too. Yeah, it, it happens and you have to do it for your clients because again, why do I care about eating one fee when this client's giving me 10, 20, 50 closings, 100 closings a month? You know, I want I want them long term. So when we don't live up to our end, I 100% we're going to eat that all day because we want that client long term. And we understand we didn't live up to our end of the bargain. So why in the world should they have to pay? Because usually if that delay happens, they're ha they're having to pass money to that client because they, you know, didn't deliver on what they promised. Right. So we're going to do that, of course. Exactly. I, and I think a lot of people or a lot of signing agents don't realize that like we eat the cost a lot of times because of, of bad work from other notaries. And I'm not saying if you're listening to this, you are a bad notary. I'm not saying that. In fact, you're probably one of the best ones. That's why you're probably listening to probably yeah. like this. Um, but what we're saying is that's why you want to make sure you're doing a really good job because I think sometimes in these forums and these and and that you were just kind of talking about or in Facebook groups, there almost feels like there's um, a line drawn between the signing agent versus signing service. Sure. And I'm like, no, we're on the same team. We're on the same team. We have to. We have. To, we're all trying to provide great service. And you know, sometimes we as signing service owners have to even eat the cost of 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 that to make sure we are providing great service. You hit a lot of things that I've talked about on this podcast on past episodes that I want to just kind of reiterate to people. You talked about, you know, you blacklist someone from reviews, look at bad reviews. So what I'm telling, what I tell people on the podcast is do a good job. So you get those positive reviews because we as signing service owners, we see that. And tell me if I'm, if I'm right or wrong, Brad, but can you see if a signing agent has been blacklisted from other signing services? Yeah, so it depends on the platform. Yeah. On the platform we're on, right, so right. If other, if other companies have blacklisted them, and conversely, as you mentioned, we one of the other things we do is after we get rid of the folks with bad reviews that are legit, then we're targeting everyone who has a positive review, right? Yeah. And also, and also to your point, who uh, who has been friended or liked by a lot of uh, signing services, so we can see that as well. So we can see who doesn't want to work with this person who loves working with this person, yeah. so that makes our decision making that much uh, easier. And the platform that we use, they there's a new update where now we can also see how many uh, signing service owners has, have marked and preferred. Right. There's the heart emoji, or I keep saying emoji, the heart icon. <laughs> and we can see now there's a new update where we can see how many other signing service owners have preferred them. So we're seeing all this. So I'm telling people this on the podcast. I want to just get that confirmation for you that, yes, this is all true information that, I, that I've been saying. We see the reviews. We see the positive, negative reviews. We see who's been blacklisted, how many companies have blacklisted you, how many companies have, have preferred you. And we can see all that. So that's why I want to, that's why I'm trying to tell everyone here, hey, provide great service. We're going to see it. We're going to share your information. We're going to tell other signing service owners about you. Like this is, it's all, it all compounds in your favor if you're doing it the right way, the right way. I agree. And I think just touching the one point you brought up about the line and the sand between signing agents and signing service owners. Yeah. And, um, 
and you know obviously we're we're on both sides of the coin there but yeah i think the biggest probably the probably the reason for that is just because of the lack of understanding and knowledge uh, of the signing service um how they operate so a signing yeah. agent because they don't know the, the behind the curtains part of that business they will draw conclusions because sure. no one has said okay, here's how it's laid out and um you know in reality for those of you watching uh, if you're curious um you know it's going to vary but our clients well, we're invoicing them okay great now we're offering you let's say for round numbers let's say 50 percent of whatever the invoice is okay great so some people will say that's fair. Some people will say it's not fair. Well, again, we we got the client. We got the business. We're sending it to you, number one. Yeah. Number two, unlike yourself as a signing agent where you have 90% profit margins, which is what I, I ran, 90 to 95%. Now, granted, I don't have a gas car, so maybe it's 85%. But besides your crazy high profit margin, yeah. unlike yourself, ours are much lower because the larger you get, you have incremental costs that increase. So we have employees. And what you don't know if you've never uh, hired an employee is, number one, obviously, they have their hourly wage or their salary yes. for the year but there's also payroll taxes that we pay on behalf of them there's also yeah. in my case I, I pay our staff with 401k benefits um so i'm matching 401k there wow uh, if, you offer, if you offer dental or medical you have that so there's a lot of costs that go into that there's payroll there's bookkeeping etc and then it doesn't even include what our plat what the platforms that we're finding you on what they charge us per transaction yeah. we go to pay you what that costs. So there's so much you don't understand that's on the back end. You're thinking, oh my gosh, they're getting 50%, 60%, 70% profit. No, whatever number you have in mind, chop that in half. And that's probably the actual number. So right. <laughs> in reality, the profit margin is more like on the low end, 20% on the high end, 40% or somewhere in between. So it's not the, oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's enough to keep the lights on. And if you run it efficiently, uh, better than that. But a lot of signing service owners are not really good business owners, to be perfectly frank because they've sure, never yeah. had to do that. So, you know, that's why they're barely getting by with the skin of their teeth. And if, as a signing agent, you see the the uh, companies that offer net net 45, net 60, net 90, it's because those business owners don't understand cash flow. They're going to go out of business. Just steer clear of them generally. Right. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. Uh, the, so the more in the valley we go, the more that's likely to happen. So your best bet is to try to steer clear of them in general. Oh, man, that's great information. That's a lot behind the scenes for a lot of people here. Plus, if you are thinking about in the future running a signing service, Brad's dropping a lot of great wisdom for everybody. Brad, let's just say someone reaches out to you. And, I'm, and, I, and I know a lot of, I know a lot of notaries and agents actually reach out to you. I, I know that for a fact. Right. And so let's just say someone reaches out to you and says, Brad, I'm thinking about getting started. I want to become a signing agent. What is a tip that you would give them? So I would thank them for reaching out to me because that's always a great sign when they do. Um, how you reach out is going to be critical because if you're reaching out and saying, hey, I'm getting started, uh, what tips do you have? That is incredibly infuriating on my end because it tells me you haven't done any research at all. You're basically just saying, hey, person who is much more valuable than me in this one endeavor we're talking about, I haven't done any research, but can you give me your entire playbook for free right. and I've offered zero value? Do you because, think I'm even going to respond to you? Because you have so much time. I'm feeling nice. Dad. I'll say, <laughs> I'll just say, take the loan signing system course. Okay, that's the advice I'm going to give to almost everyone anyway. Because you need to have a mentor in any business you're starting. Right, you're about right. Buying your time. Your time is is the most valuable resource you have. Uh, don't be short sighted and think I'm going to figure this out, which you can. But if you want to waste years of your life, go right ahead. Um, 
But besides that, if they're reaching out and saying, hey, I have researched Mark's course, you know, it looks like it's incredibly valuable. You know, you've taken it. What do you think about it? Okay, that tells me you've done research. I'm happy to share my thoughts. Yeah, great. Um, or, or I've taken the course and I'm just getting started and I'm thinking about marketing to title companies. Um, you know, what is your approach? Okay, I, I can give you some, you know, drop some hints. Um, but really, if you're going to reach out, I would always suggest, number one, taking a mentorship course. I always recommend loan signing system uh, because there's so much value there. It's not just the course itself. The course is constantly updated. There's weekly trainings, live weekly trainings. Yeah, uh, weekly mentorship. a lot. Yeah. Not just about signing agent, but also how to grow your business. The the mindset piece about yep. transactional versus relationship. There's so much. It's 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 the best $500 I've, when I bought it. Five, best $500 I've ever spent in my life because I invested $500 in the training course and our business is doing what it is now. So yeah. I would make that trade 100 times out of 100. Yeah. But other than that, it's going to be, I would say, download Audible if you don't already have it on your phone and only uh, listen to books on Audible uh, that are about from and written by people that are incredibly successful in areas you want to be or incredibly successful. So in other words, like if you want to listen to, if you want to get better at sales, you know, you can download audibles and listen to Alex Hermosi, Grant Cardone, um, you know, any PQ training, um, listen to that. If you want yeah. to talk about, you know, increase your mindset. Um, so you're always thinking about the possibilities uh, and abundance mindset, you know, listen to Jim Rohn, listen to Jim Rohn's student, yeah. uh, Tony Robbins, um, you know, folks like that. So, you know, Les Brown, if you want to get motivated, you know, there's, in other words, basically stop putting crap in your glass, in your mind, and listen to positive things on Audible about from people that have what you want, number one. Number two, um, you know, go online at every Facebook group or forum you're in at, that has any negativity about the sky is falling, this business sucks, the market's saturated. You're, that will that penetrates your brain in a bad yeah, way. Yeah. It's just negative thoughts you don't need in there because it's just going to, you know, fuel the negative voices in your mind. So you want to exclude all that from your reality. So I no longer look at those negative forums anymore. I know, you know, I no longer um, am involved in any Facebook groups that, with that negativity because I don't need it in my life. It's not going to serve me at all. So I don't, I don't put it in my brain. So that's my suggestion. Start filling your glass with positive messages from people who have what you want and removing all the negative influences in your life. Okay. Dude, I love that. Invest in your time, invest in yourself, take in positivity only. Dude, I love that stuff. Uh, okay, as a science service owner, what is uh, maybe something you might want to share with with the notaries honey is listening to this? Like, as a science service owner yourself, any words of wisdom you want to share with them? Like what you're looking for, or what you see most common, the uh, mistakes, anything like that. So I can tell you, if you want to get your, your main goal working with signing services should be to get on their preferred list. So the fastest ways I'm going you know, to tell you right now are going to be number one. The fastest way is to call the signing service and ask to speak to the owner or the manager or the, you know, the ops manager and just briefly let them know, hey, uh, you know, I may be new, but here's some uh, here's some valid reasons you should want to work with me. And when you say those valid reasons, you want to focus on. The how are you going to benefit me, not how great you are. So tell me about how you're going to take great care of my clients. How are you going to communicate with me from the table or anywhere at all times? So I know if you're going to be late, if you're going to be early, if the client, the signing went great, 
the signer had a question about this, that, the other thing. So communication, let them know how you're going to take great care of my clients. I'm going to handhold them as we go through the transaction. And then obviously I'm going to scan quickly to get the documents back to us so that we can fund and disperse and our clients are happy. And obviously I'm, yeah. I know where my FedEx and UPS cutoffs are. So I'm going to make sure I'm dropping that. So it's oh, back man. next day or I know where my FedEx, uh, uh, you know, ship center is so I can go super late and still get it back the next day. So about how you're going to take care of our clients. So number one, phone calls to the fastest. That's how the, the quickest yeah. way it's the most uncomfortable way. But if you get comfortable with being uncomfortable, once you make the first couple of phone calls, you'll get over that and you'll be able to continue to bang this out. Not everyone will be responsive. That's fine. It's about the activity and the action. So if you call 50 people and only 10 of us, you have a great conversation with, that's 10 more preferred lists you're on. So now instead of being number 60 or 80 or 120 on the signing service order text list, now you're like number seven. So you're getting at times 10 of those companies. So now you're getting that much more volume. So that activity will get you on a preferred list fastest. Second one, less comfortable, you could do uh, emails. So email directly to the owner, say, hey, same thing. Here's how we're going to take great care of your clients. You know, here's, uh, you know, what benefits I can add to you. And then besides that, on your bio itself, on your profiles, here's some red flags that will help you. So number one, your photo needs to be a professional photo. Uh -huh, uh, yeah. Your iPhone is fine, but no duck face, ladies. <laughs> it's, it's absurd, but I see it. Um, so professional photo, you're wearing, and you're not, you, you're Professional attire, not a T-shirt, not a, you know. Yeah, attire. Uh, yep. And make sure your background isn't something crazy stupid. Like so a bathroom, like a toilet. Photo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so professional photo, number one. Number two, in your bio that we read, our staff is trained to read that. And the red flags for us are the things I just talked about. Are you talking about the client experience, the customer service in the first couple sentences? Or are you saying things like, I have done 200 closings. I've taken this course. I've taken that course. I have 20 years of customer service experience. That's cool. Good for you. How in the world does that benefit us? I don't know. It just says that you're focused on you, how you're so great. I could care less. Right. I could care less if you're experienced or not. If I know that you're going to take great care of my client because you tell me that in the first three sentences, oh, yeah. I'm willing to work with you because I can coach you how to fill out documents. That part is easy. I cannot coach you how to take care of people. Wow. How to not be a douchebag. Like I cannot teach those <laughs> things. Um, you know, so it's the same thing when I was hiring in restaurants. If you're hungry and coachable, I want you. If you're, you know, stubborn and, you know, you're not about the customer experience, it's about you, I don't want you. So it's the same thing. So the bio needs to be about customer service and how you are going to take great care of the clients. And uh, think about, and them, 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 not you, you, you. And then, and then the other yeah. red flags we look for, when you scroll down and you see the fees section, don't put crazy high numbers in there because it's going to scare people off. So don't put $300 for a loan closing. <laughs> Even if you want $150 for a loan closing, spoiler alert, just put $80 bucks or $90. Bucks. That way you're not going to scare anybody off. And then under other fees, and I'm talking about the signing order platform yeah. specifically now, um, you know, don't put extra things in there like you know, $30 bucks for scan backs, 50 bucks for driving more than 20 miles, you know, you, you know, the things like that. Again, if you're, we're about the relationship, so we don't nickel and dime our clients. So if I don't want to work with notaries that will do that to us. So yes. again, we just steer clear. So if you avoid all those things, it's about reasonable fees, all about customer service, professional headshot, you will get opportunities, but the fastest way to get on the preferred list, pick up the phone and call email. And then 
the, the other two ways would be to uh, mail a thank you card or a postcard oh, okay. to the owner and just say, thank you so much for the opportunity. Or even if you haven't worked with us yet, I would love to have the chance to work. Like just the fact that you hand wrote anything and you, you, and you physically put in an envelope, put your address on it, put the stamp on it and took it to a post office or your mailbox. That will separate you from 99.9999% of everybody else. So that automatically gets my attention. It gets my attention so much in fact, that I literally in my desk here have like the last uh, couple of postcards and thank oh, you that's cards. so cool. Because that's how few I get in three years. Like I can count it on like two hands. So do that. And then thank you cards after a signing. Doesn't have to be anything in there. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Looking forward to working together with you in the future and, and helping your clients. Business card, mail it, you're done. Uh, I did that when I started and uh, it helps you get to the preferred list quickly. And then the last hack I'll give you Go on to their Google profile. So go to peak signing, go to superlativesignings.com uh, and their Google profile and just leave them a five-star review and say, hey, it was great working with this uh, the team at peak signing or the team at superlative signings are really responsive. They treat you with respect. They help, they coach me through the things I needed to be coached on. Leave them a five-star review. Again, no one does it. You will get their attention. You will get on their preferred list. Yeah, that's so, good stuff right there. So if you do any of those four, you'll be in good shape. Um, but I would say uh, email is the last of the four, but the other three, you'll kill it and get on preferred list. You'll get that much more volume coming at you uh, with text messages, offers, phone calls, and you just won't have time. Um, you'll, you'll have a lot of time to go you know, do, do signings. Brad, I'm taking a lot of notes. I hope people listening or watching are taking lots of notes or rewatch or listen to this because you are dropping gold nuggets, my friend. Again, shout out your signing service and your, your social media handles. Oh, sure. So uh, our signing service is Superlative Signings. So our website, superlativesignings.com. And that's where they can uh, sign up or, or uh, get in touch yep. with you? They can go there. Our contact's there. They can uh, become a notary uh, for our for our signing service there. Because So when, when people do that, uh, the signing service owners get those emails directly so we can see their profiles and, and say, okay, great. I can add them right away. That's another trick is to go and actually go to the signing services and um you know, on signing order, it's called notary registration for that particular company. And you'll yeah. get that email. Um, and then on IG, it's just superlative signings, uh, superlative underscore signings on IG, Facebook, superlative signings, and LinkedIn, uh, Brad Martin. So Awesome. Brad, one thing I like to do at the end is uh, I always ask the my guests to come on. Any funny, interesting signings? So you've done thousands of signings. What's something that you like to just uh, to leave it on a on a light note? Anything that you like to share? Oh gosh! <laughs> so, uh, I mean, there's oh my gosh, like I'm trying to. Again, I've been a signing service owner, so my focus has been there versus a signing agent. But the things yeah. that come to mind. So definitely, I can always remember one particular signing during COVID. It was fe probably February of 2021. I'm doing an outside signing in someone's backyard. It's like ah. it's, snowing, it's snowing heavily. There's like four inches of snow on the ground. We're oh. signing on a uh like an outdoor patio table we're all wearing thick gloves yes and heavy coats and we're attempting to sign these papers it's windy the papers are blowing around and it's a refi so it's like 180 pages and they still want to sign outdoors and uh you know trying to get through that in like 15 minutes before your hands went numb you know that's always exciting um been there yeah been there <laughs> yeah and, and you know there's there's so many like uh, I think I did one signing for a higher uh, net worth client. I think it was like a two and a half million dollar sale of, of a okay. house uh, in Gaithersburg, Maryland. 
and the signers were actually from Sweden and um, they, but they had been in Maryland for a few years now. So they were actually Maryland residents, but they were still, you know, not U S citizens and they never applied for dual citizenship. So they were selling their property. And it was the first time I noticed on the Alta that there was a, a FERPTA tax, which is that, you know, if you're a foreign national and you're oh. not a U.S. citizen, they will, the U.S. government for the privilege of selling property in America will take 15% of your profits. So, uh, yeah, so I saw this thing on there, like FERPTA tax, like 200 grand. I was like, what in the F? So that was crazy. That's the first time I learned about FERPTA about, oh, wow, that's that's really a thing. And um, that's why I'm the, that's what I have that non-foreign certification in a lot of the selling packages. Right. Because I never, I'm like, okay, what's what? Okay, great. But yeah, 15% is a massive number on a $2 million sale. Yeah. Wow. But the funny thing is they were Maryland residents that so actually avoided the, the not Maryland non-resident tax of 8%, but they didn't. Huh. Think about, yeah. But um, I, I, and there's so many times where you're, you're in houses that are like hoarder houses and the smell has got awful. Uh, and the pets are numerous and the pets are all on the table. The cats, cats always are within like two minutes are on the table. Um, <sighs> but yeah, I, I prefer to think of the positive ones where I went and I, you know, I was doing a signing and it was for like his, this agent that's kind of, you know, famous in my area. I'm like, oh, this this agent actually isn't actually going to show up. It's going to be someone on his team. It was actually the agent that showed up. <laughs> so, so I leveraged that yeah. and got into, you know, their their uh, title company. That's the way to do it. Their brand. Yeah. And, um, you know, so it's just you, you got to go to a lot of signings and uh, the, the opportunities are always there and, and treat every single signing as a marketing opportunity because it is, you know, even seller pre-signs. You know, if you're in a state where the buyer picks a title company, which is most states, yeah, you can sell a pre-signs, which you're doing a lot of those because they're less pressure. That's that listing agent that shows up. If they show up, they're fair game. So you want to ask that, hey, who's your favorite title company? You know, awesome. Who do you love? Who's the escrow officer there that treats you great? And get that name of that title company. And now you can take a cold lead and make it a warm lead and 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 ask that and walk into the title company and say, hey, I just did a closing for for Sally, Jesse, Raphael over here, who says she loves working with you because you take amazing care of her. And, uh, you know, I want to be another value add to that when you can't be at her closings and it's really far away, you're, you're double booked, you know, you can't be, you know, it's Friday, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I would say definitely the, the freezing cold ones stand out because I just never, never, ever want to do that again, personally. I don't, I don't blame you. Hence why I got the mobile office, like jump in or turn the heater on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you know the deal more than me, Utah. You, you're very used to snow out there. Yeah, exactly. Well, Brad, I appreciate you once again. Thank you for coming on and sharing great wisdom and nuggets. Thank you for being my friend. I appreciate you. And uh, we're having a call with Mark uh, it, tomorrow, and we're going to find out we're going to get together soon, actually. Yeah, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Awesome. All right. Thanks, man. Talk to you next time. And thank you all Thanks of you for, for watching on. and listening. I'll catch you on next episode. Bye.